Welcome everyone. We have at the beginning of this PJ Shear number thirty-seven. That's Bice Pimi Joint Shear number thirty-seven. This is one of those Shearim that are not easy um, to give and it's not easy to listen to. And because when I give Shearim, I'm talking to myself as well. It's something that is difficult because it requires soul searching and really tapping into aspects of one's personality that really needs correction in marriage and overall life. So this is something that is challenging and it takes courage to open up and open up and see with clear eyes some of your behaviors that may have drawn your wife away from you. Very often wives are accused of being stubborn or strong-willed or rebellious when in reality they're simply responding to their husband's thoughtless abuses. And they're accused sometimes of making marriage difficult, and that's because they lost affection or that romantic emotional feeling for their husbands. And husbands seldom realize that it's their insensitive behavior that push their wives away very often. And their wives behaving in a negative way towards you is often a coping mechanism and the defense that she places around her heart to protect herself to feel safe. It's sort of like not making sense when you withhold necessary elements of what a plant needs, ear, water, soil, and you hold back some of those things from a plant and then you blame the plant for not thriving. Very often... A husband says that his wife is not sexually available to him, doesn't want to be touched, doesn't want to be near him, and is cold and distant and all of these things. And very often, if we look deep into ourselves, we realize is because we fail to value our wives as human beings, as people, as being worthy of respect, as being worthy of deep friendship. And when she feels emotionally safe, then she gives herself freely in the physical realm. While if she doesn't feel safe, she won't and she'll hold back because for to protect herself. And But the good news is, is that when you do work on these things in order to enhance your relationship with your wife and develop that emotional connection, then the physical intimacy could be a lot better 10, 20, 30 years into marriage beyond what it was early on because you're using and you're developing that emotional connection very deeply. I placed a list here that I found of many ways, about 120 of them, where we may have hurt our wives. And again, this is not easy shiurim to listen to. These are not easy shiurim to give and it requires soul searching. The first reaction is to always when a wife is behaving in a negative way, it's her fault or she's being unloving, she's being uncaring. And the truth is, it's a two-way street and very often it is likely that she needs her own self-work. But very often her behavior towards you in that colder way is because she's remembering those harsh words or harsh actions or insensitive things that were thrown her way. And when you look into these behaviors 
and understand that these are ways that you possibly could have wounded her in the past. And you correct those wounds by asking for forgiveness and reversing these behaviors. You will be shocked that over time, by doing this, your wife will become like a different person towards you, to be more warm towards you, to be loving towards you. So here are, uh, we're going to go through some of them. Number one is ignoring her. How often in marriage we ignore our wives? How often in marriage we come home and as in a young family even, and right away you greet your little child and you basically don't even look your wife's way. How often don't we value her opinions? Sometimes it's our own male ego. This is the way we do it. This is the way we run it. You don't know what you're talking about. And we don't value her opinion on things. We don't ask her for her opinion. We don't take her opinion seriously. And that's very hurtful. Number three is so, so common. Showing more attention to other people than to her. And this is really... A real key, we talked about another shiurim as well, that one needs to develop that idea that you are the most important person in my life and I'm paying attention to you more than anyone else. Yes, sometimes you have to, a Rosh Hashiva calls or your boss calls or whatever it is, you have to take it because you know they have those that achrayas. But when push comes to shove, when there's a special night with your wife, you don't cancel it saying, oh, you know, my boss wanted me this or my Rosh Hashiva wanted me this, even that. No, your wife is the most important person and you show her the attention and you give her the time. Not listening to her, not understanding what she feels is important, same idea because she doesn't feel that she's being heard. And then number five is the silent treatment, which we're not going to talk about here at length. We all know what it is. Six is something that very often in our generation, because we have less of an attention span, when we're easily distracted when she's trying to talk. Very often, we have no idea how much your marriage can transform when you make the decision that I'm going to zoom in and actually listen to what my wife is saying and pay full 100% attention to it. She thrives. She feels valued by doing that. Seven is when you don't schedule special time to be with her. Or not being open to talk about things that you do not understand. Not being open to talk about things that she does not understand. Not giving a chance to voice her opinion on decisions that affect the whole family. Eleven is you discipline her by avoiding her. You want to teach her a lesson so you avoid her. Sort of like the silent treatment. You stay away from her purposefully instead of interacting and working things through. Another thing is when you make jokes, poor jokes that may be funny to you, that are hurtful, sarcastic statements about her, to, to her or about her. We talked very in, in other shiram how sarcasm is really so harmful. And if we think about how often we stacht our wife, where we threw in that bar where we threw in that sarcasm and 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 how we crushed her by doing that. Insulting her in front of others. Again, sometimes we don't even realize it. We have guests for Shabbos sometimes and it's maybe lighter and whatever it is, conversation, and without you even knowing it, 
you made that, that very insensitive comment towards her, uh, whatever it was, and you insulted her, and every, everyone else saw it, and she got very embarrassed, and you may not even realize it. And, and, and she may have swallowed it and not talked about it, but she was hurt by it. Or giving strong, harsh admonitions, number 16. This is where the Chazal talk about how you need to talk in a pleasant manner, even on Erosh Habis, right? Yisartem, Eiraftem, Hatlikos Aner, did you give Meiser? And um, did you take care of the air of Hatlikos Aner and light it very softly? You have to say it softly. Even when you need to have these communications about the differences of opinion and disagreements, it needs to be done in a soft way. 17, this is where Pam talked about in the 17 very often. Using careless words before you think through how they will affect her. You see, he always used to say, that if we would be even 70% careful, like of, of the way we talk to our wives, as careful as we were when we were dating our wives, a lot of Shalom Bayez problems wouldn't exist. Very often, and Rapam said this very often, Ravigda Miller said this very often, and this is shocking to people, but it's true. People think that when divorces take place, it was a big, big issue that came up or was accumulated of big, big issues, and that's why they got divorced. And very often, if you trace it back, the shaybish of it, Rapam he had, and Ravigda Miller, both of them had tremendous experience, life experience, where people came over to them, different couples, couples with different problems. So they were not talking in a vacuum. They were not talking in a bubble. They saw it from so many different scenarios of marriages that were, that were, that were suffering. And they both said that very often it simply is that you used a nas devarim, you use careless words to hurt each other. And the issue could have been worked out, whatever the issue may be. But once you say those words, and it's hurtful, and they hurt it already. It's hard to take back, and you need you need to reverse that trend. If you were too careless with her, or you were harsh with her, or you give her musa strongly, or you raise your voice at her, or you make critical comments, going through various other letters here, or with some people, unfortunately, they use swearing or they use foul language in her presence or yell at her with using foul language and by the way even people who do not use foul language but they use real sharp words is very very painful correcting her in public um, being tactless when you point out her weaknesses or blind spots and and or if you show you're very judgmental towards her or you pressure her, or you lecture her, all of these things. You read through this, it's Kedai. I'm talking, going through very, very quickly on a lot of these items, but you need to look it through yourselves. 30 is tricky. Telling her how wonderful other women are and comparing her to other women. Now, we think that we don't do this because we're more refined, so we don't talk about these things in these ways, but you may use it in subtle ways. Subtle ways where you, you, you have in your mind that this particular other person's wife, oh, she's an Asha Schayel, and you start telling her how wonderful her, the, that other person's midas are. And that's hurtful. 
Again, that's part of not being Sameh B'chelkai. That's part of Kinnah. That's Maitziyah Sa'adam in Oilam. One needs to realize that Hashem gave you exactly what's tailor-made for you, this wife, and she has be- she has a beautiful neshama, and she could be the best that she could be. She's not expected to be anyone else. Another thing what husbands often do is, is let's say she made a mistake and she's trying to correct it, and you still hold that resentment. And you need to let it go. You need to let it go, especially if she felt bad or whatever she made her error, and she wants to fix it, we need to let go of the resentment. That's the loisitar, not to bear a grudge. To be respectful of her family and of her relatives. Now this means, again, sometimes you don't feel close with your wife's family sometimes. And sometimes it's hard to have a close relationship with some of the personalities there, just like with one's own relatives. But to always have that respect, at least. To always have that dignity, that respect, towards her relatives. Don't push her into arguments. Um, and sometimes you treat her like a child or rude to her, being unaware of her needs, not being grateful to her. This is a biggie because very often they do, our wives, thousands and thousands of wonderful things for her, for, for us. And we just simply don't acknowledge it. We take it for granted that we have clean underwear in our drawer, clean socks in our drawer, we have supper prepared, we have the, all the Shabbos meals prepared, and we don't take it, when we take it for granted. We lack that Hakara Satay. Number 39 is that, being ungrateful. All the way in the beginning of Shalom Bayis, the first Shia, the first few Shia talked about Hakara Satay, one of the main cornerstones and foundations of marriage. Not trusting her is an issue when you hurt her. She deserves your trust and you don't trust her. Not approving of what she does or how she does it. You're very critical and you're not being interested in her personal growth. Or you are inconsistent with her. You have double standards. All of these things that are discussed here. 47 is not giving daily encouragement. It's very important to give her chizik. It's a big mitzvah, even a bigger mitzvah to give her chizik than to give other people that are that, that need chizik. Your wife needs chizik. Your wife needs encouragement. This is such an important thing, and she could be a confident person, a capable person, and nevertheless, she does need that daily encouragement from you. Don't be um, fooled by some women, some wives that have that tougher exterior, like they don't care. They care deeply. And you encourage deeply, you use kind words, and you build them up as best as you can. You include her in your conversations. You spend quantity with time with her. You spend quality with her, time with her. And you take time to listen to what she believes, what's important, and and so on and so forth. And being impolite or being sloppy, not not going out and taking time only with her on dates and so on and so forth, not helping with the children, not helping with the homework, and or making her feel stupid when she shares ideas. Now, as you read through these, and I read through about 60 of them here right now in this year, I mean, we talked very briefly in it, all of us will realize we have some elements of this 
in our own behaviors. And it's painful to recognize, but it's also the healthy thing to do, to realize, I need to work on this. I may not be have all these behaviors to an extreme. I'm a good person. But it's so, so important to look at this and realize where we're lacking and try to fix that as best as, as we can. And in the next year, we're going to go through some of these aspects in more detail. But what I encourage you all to do is to look through these and think about ways how to fix yourself. Now, this is important in all, all times of life and all stages of life and all uh, times of the year. You know, where before Elul, you, it's good to look at this list and, and look through it and see how, how am I behaving towards my wife? Am I, am I doing any of these harmful things towards her? And to reverse it and so on. So we're going to end off the shear with two, 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 three more. Number one, 68 here, demanding that she submits to you, to be stubborn in the fact that I am the husband, I am the ruler of the house. You need to listen to me on this and this and this as an authority. And that's not healthy. You're equal partners. And yes, there's agreements about all these things, but... Always treat her with a respect, never with a demand. Same thing with the physical relationship. Not to just be forceful in, in the way you conduct yourself, putting pressure on her that this is what she always has to do as, a, as, as an obedient wife, quote-unquote. No, you have conversations with her. You talk with her. You, can, you build that emotional connection that facilitates the warm physical relationship. And not to place demands and not to put pressure. Number 70 is something that so many husbands have trouble with being unwilling to admit you were wrong. There are many that it's so hard for them, because we have egos, to admit, you know, you were right, I was wrong. And some husbands have this thing in their head, they will never admit to their wives they're wrong. They'll change their behavior sometimes subtly, you know, but they'll go skirt around it, even if they, okay, they realize they misbehaved and they'll fix it, which is also an accomplishment. But sometimes you just need to own up and just tell your wife, I was wrong. I was wrong in what I was thinking, or I was wrong in the way I was behaving, and I was overtired, I wasn't thinking straight, and humble yourself that way. People think that when you humble yourself towards your wife, in these ways, in these good, midas ways, it puts you in a position of weakness, and they'll look down at you, but the opposite is true. They'll look up to you in the most beautiful way. So again, just to reiterate some of these things we mentioned here, and it's not easy, and please don't ignore these type of shiurim as well that are not pleasant that requires you to look in the mirror, that requires deep self-searching, and recognize, though, the upside of this is, is that when you look through all of these things, and you think, take it to heart, and you try to correct them as best as you can, it may take some time, 
Like we said, you got to be patient, but your wife will start thriving. It's like the plant that did not get its nourishment right, and now you're taking care of it. You're giving it its proper soil and its proper um, sunlight and the proper amount of water, and you're caring for it, and now it's growing. Same thing with your wife. You shower on her that healthy love and respect, and she will thrive. Bracha